0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 5 of Break the State Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dunk Limpman, and today I'm joined once again by Ryan, the self-described insufferable smartass behind or else what on Instagram. Uh, That's at underscore or underscore else underscore what. Be sure to give him a follow there. We had a great discussion uh, talking about big tech censorship, the election, and more. So I think you all will enjoy that. But before we get started, I just wanted to quickly take a moment to thank each and every one of you who has supported me thus far in this podcast journey that I've found myself on. If you're a fan of the content that I'm producing and would like to support my work, I'd love it if you considered heading over to anchor.fm forward slash break the state forward slash support where you can become a contributor for as little as 99 cents per month. Again, that's anchor, anchor.fm forward slash break the state forward slash support. Thank you again for all of the love, all of the likes, shares, comments. It's all greatly appreciated. So thank you so much. And now, without further ado, here's Break the State Podcast, Episode 5. Right, this is Break the State Podcast, episode five. I'm Dunk Limpman, and I'd just like to start today by saying happy election day to all of my fellow Americans. I think we should all just take a moment today and stop and appreciate how truly lucky we are to live in this great nation. So if you will, please join me in a moment of silence as we reflect on all of the freedom and liberty that we enjoy as United States citizens. And joining me today on the podcast, we have Ryan, a.k.a. or Else What from Instagram, back on the show. Ryan, what's going on, man?
1: Not too much. Just hanging out. And I hope everybody is uh, making it through this election day and, uh, you know, peacefully enjoying themselves.
0: Hell yeah, man. Uh, Just to fill everybody in, um, we're actually recording this on uh, Sunday, November 1st. But for anybody listening right now, this is airing on Tuesday, November 3rd, 2020 election day. Um, So I appreciate you coming back on the show, man, uh, especially on kind of short notice um, (laughs) with everything going down in the, the Instagram world to fill the audience in, even though I know The vast majority of my audience comes from Instagram. But for anybody that's not aware, um, I was actually supposed to have a different guest on today's show, The Marauder Project, from Instagram. And we were going to be discussing property rights and a stateless society. Uh, Things like homesteading and what might happen in the national parks without the state, etc. But unfortunately, it seems as though he was one of the many victims of the big zuckening. Uh, as I'm calling it, that's been going down on Instagram (laughs) and Facebook uh, over the past few days. He had Um, really
1: worthwhile things to talk about, so there's no way they could let that keep happening.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly right. (laughs) I woke up on on Friday morning to a ton of posts from various pages that I follow on Instagram talking about all these different Liberty accounts that got (laughs) zucked overnight. And so I started going through the accounts uh, that I follow and sure enough, several of them were missing like a um, libertarian gnome child. I hate the state, that libertarian bitch and cap revolution, which actually used to be a name of one of my old pages um, a while back.
1: Um, uh, CBRM boy got hit, right? Uh, Sassy's Raiders and all his accounts got hit, I believe.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, I think too savage.
1: From e militia, I think got hit.
0: Yeah, too savage for statists, I think, as well, or whatever his new newest page was. I think that one is gone as well. I was going to have him on recently too. Yeah, uh, but
1: he's, he's been hit quite a few times over the uh, last couple of years.
0: Yeah, yeah. So so Friday night or Thursday night, whatever it was. Poof, all these accounts overnight um, are just gone. Mm-hmm. And so I see everybody sharing their backups, and Anti State was sharing his backups. I was sharing mine. And uh, one of the people that was sharing their backups was Marauder Project. And so I'm like, oh, I better follow both of his backups just in case he gets zucked, right? So I can keep in touch with him and and get him on the podcast. And so I followed them both. And then sure enough, within a few hours, I noticed that he's missing from my DMs. So I searched for Mm -hmm. his backups. um, And as it turns out, both of them have gone dark or all, all three of his pages are dark. So, Roder Project, if you're out there, or if anybody can get in touch with him, I'd still love to have you on the show, brother. So, hit me up, man. Yeah,
1: hopefully somebody's (laughs) got some uh, connections to him that uh, he's, I I would assume he's still doing all right out here in the real world, so.
0: Yeah, right.
1: (laughs) Let him know that uh, Dunk's still looking for him to get him on the show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. Um, So, yeah, it's, it's been crazy, this censorship that's been going on with instagram and facebook and twitter mm-hmm. and everything um leading up to the election and, and really all year it's just been getting bad with covid with these fact checkers and all of this um <laughs> i saw that even uh, the free thought project over on facebook they got sucked a couple of days ago as well um their facebook group i think they said they had like thirty seven thousand followers it got taken down for no reason
1: yeah i saw the their post about that. I don't really uh go on Facebook, but I did see that they lost one of their pages that yeah, I think was around about thirty five, thirty seven thousand or something like that.
0: Yeah, something like that. So no no reason, just taken down and no explanation given, of course, as Facebook loves to do. Yep. Because <laughs> <So>. they can. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like I, I'm on Facebook and uh, my personal account, and I actually did just make a Facebook page for um, for the, the podcast, just to kind of get the word out there for you know a few more people. But it seems like eventually we're all going to be moving over to Mines or Mastodon or something like that, one of these other um, you know programs that are out there, uh, because Facebook and Instagram apparently just don't want the Liberty community on their uh, platforms. It seems like.
1: Yeah, it's, that's kind of uh, what it's looking like. Um, I don't know that it's necessarily just us that they're targeting. It's just the the things that we've been discussing recently, obviously, are very much against uh, what their general propagandized message is. So we're definitely feeling the pain from it. Um, I don't think it'll be too much longer before your average American starts to feel it in some way. Obviously not the same level that we are right now. Um, because your average American isn't talking about the things that we are, um but I do think the censorship thing is just gonna keep on rolling, and that uh, will continue to get worse for quite a while uh for the foreseeable future
0: yeah man it's it, it's pretty crazy I mean I think have you noticed actually on Instagram right now if you click on a hashtag, they actually have like the hashtags blocked right now, you can't see the most recent um <laughs> the most recent posts and it mm-hmm. says, uh, hold on, I'm looking at it right now. It says recent posts from all hashtags are temporarily hidden to prevent the spread of possible false information and harmful content related to the election Yep, as a button to, cl- to learn more. So they're actually, they're actually blocking all new information on the hashtags mm-hmm. and it's just kind of, it's it's really just kind of blown my mind to be honest. I think last time that you guys were on the show, you and Jay from Anti State, he was saying that you know he sees us living in a technocracy um, at some point in the future, and uh, I don't know. Have you ever seen Black Mirror? Yes. Yeah. yeah
1: I've I, episodes.
0: Yeah, I was talking to my buddy today, and I was like, you know, there's uh, I think it's the second episode in the first season. With the guy, the actor from that movie Get Out, he's also in like Black Panther um, and a couple other films. The oh. one um, where he has to like ride a bike all day long to like earn yeah, credits. Like, uh, yeah. yeah,
1: I think credits is the name of the episode. I think right or like it's however many credits it is for him to buy the chance. For stardom or whatever it is right yeah
0: right yeah and then there, he's constantly like inundated with ads for porn and you can't skip the ads you got to keep your eyes open and watch yeah. the screen mm-hmm. otherwise it'll make like this annoying alarm sound and then there's this um there's the other episode with uh bryce dallas howard where everybody goes off of these social credits this like social media kind of platform where every interaction yeah. that you have with somebody gets rated
1: yeah it was like uh uber ratings but for every interactions of your life right
0: yeah. And yeah, exactly. And so I was talking to my buddy, I'm like, somewhere in between those two, there, there's some truth to that. <laughs> and, you know, and in, in what's going on in the world right now. And, I can kind of, I could see the, um, the appeal a little bit in the, the whole social credit thing to a degree. I mean, I was saying this, you know, we were driving in the car and I was like, you know, if, if this guy pulled out in front of me right now and, you know, nearly ran me off the road because we we're going like 45 miles down the road and I'm saying, you know, there's a guy coming out of a parking lot. I'm like, if this guy came and, and nearly ran us off the road, you know, it'd be cool to have like some sort of system in place where we don't have to necessarily call police or something like that, but we can have a system that kind of shows like, okay, this guy, you know did such and such thing. People should be on the lookout for him. And you know what I mean? Like kind of this social credit system. Right. Um, I could see the appeal to that to a degree, but the problem Mm -hmm. is, is almost everything that, you know, comes out like that is going to be centralized with the power, you know, in, in one person's hands or in one corporation's hands or what have you. And that's the scary part. Yeah. And then you
1: also have to factor in how do you, uh, kind of standardize, um, what is a demerit and what is an upvote as far as like coming from somebody else, because it's not going to come from your values, how you know, right. society is going to rate this other person. So when you're meeting somebody that you've never met uh, and you just have this number score given to them, it doesn't really give you a concept of what they've actually done, How what number you would give them if it was you judging every interaction that they had had, they had been through. It was other people that you probably have never met for a majority of them too. Um, Mm. I think that puts into a pretty dangerous thing, um, especially with what kind of the herd mentality that we've seen through the whole COVID thing, um, is that the the value system is is so out of whack that uh, it would just kind of exacerbate that uh, if you were to try to standardize it down to this number to be able to decide whether someone's a good person or not.
0: Can you imagine somebody like standing behind you in line at, you know, the grocery store and they see that you've got your see-through mask on and they're just going to, you know, silently <laughs> click, a, click a little zero stars or whatever next to your name?
1: Well, when I'm in the grocery store, I don't even have a mask on. So they'd definitely be clicking the down button around me. But uh, <laughs> There's a few people that hit the up button, but it's, it's pretty few and far between. I haven't seen another face in the grocery store in quite a while.
0: Yeah, it's still. I would say it's still like ninety nine point nine 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 percent of people, you know, <laughs> wear a mask here in, in Texas. I I still wear one because I'm like, you know, the grocery store that I go into, it's it's still uh, mandated throughout the state. So the the thing that sucks about it is like, the company can actually get fined, and so it's kind of shitty because they put the company in the situation where they're the ones enforcing this onto the people. And the mm-hmm. people kind of have to choose, you know, do I want to comply or do I want to put the, the company in jeopardy? And it's like, fuck, dude. <laughs> so, so I'm just yeah. like, you know. Well,
1: yeah. that's really what it comes down to, though. And that's, I mean, that's part of why I don't wear it in the grocery store, too, is if, yeah. if they want to enforce this thing that they know, like that they don't want to. Um, yeah, I mean, somebody's got to t- challenge it someplace or else it just is going to be. And I'm not willing to accept that.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think more and more people are are starting to get fed up with it. And I know we're kind of like devolving into what our last conversation was about, but, um, <laughs> yeah. but I, I do want to say, I went to, um, a, uh, little festival recently and I think, um, you know, like 60% maybe of people didn't have masks on, maybe 50%, something like that. It was outside granted, but I can't mm-hmm. tell you how, how sad it is that I was so happy to see so many faces, mm-hmm. um, not up so
1: um, and i think a lot of people have forgotten at this point uh just in interactions i have with the public at this point like they they don't remember they don't even miss it anymore because they've it's been so long since they've been able to be in a space and to see a bunch of like other people's faces at once or like just to see a bunch of smiles even Um, um i think it would be really powerful if they could experience it just once i think it would it would really change things as far as how people are handling it. If they just did go back to living normal for one day, I think it would be so hard to get us back, but uh, we've just been the, uh, the boiling frogs for so long that uh, people Mm. are going to keep masking up until they're told to take them off.
0: Yeah. And God knows when that's going to be Um, (laughs) one of the pages I follow on Instagram uh, just posted recently about a school that has decided to make their mask mandate permanent. So I don't know. I mean, just permanent. Cool. Like, is that just forever? What What the fuck is that? <laughs>
1: yeah, that's wild. Those poor children. Uh,
0: I I have a discussion, you know, with my son all the time about the masks, and you know, as soon as he walks out of school, I pull it off of him. I'm like, you don't need to keep wearing that, buddy. I've told you. Um, and it, it's just sad to see how quickly he's gotten used to it, um, to wearing mm-hmm. the mask, and. Uh, so it's. It's, it's a, it's a crazy situation that we've all found ourselves in here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, speaking about the COVID and then of course with this, um, again, with these fact checkers and stuff on, on Facebook and Instagram to, to get back Mm -hmm. to the, the root of what we are talking about here with (laughs) the censorship.
1: Yeah. Um, fact checkers slash propaganda (laughs) department.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, um, I think it was Dave Smith had brought something up recently on his show, uh, part of the problem. And he was saying that a lot of libertarians and like proponents of free speech or rather of the free market, um, have this bad habit of saying, well, it's a private company. You know, anytime these big tech companies do something that people aren't happy with and and I've done it myself, um, you know, well, it's a private company so they can do whatever they want. And, um, I, I think he said he actually got it from, uh, who is it? Michael Malice. Um, he was saying something about, you know, if, uh, if a restaurant brings you cold food, you're not just going to say, Oh, it's a private business. They can do whatever they want.
1: Exactly. You're
0: going to, you're going to want them to recook your food or, uh, refund you your money. And you're going to probably tell people how dissatisfied you are with the service that you got from this restaurant. So it's the same thing with these big tech companies, you know, yes, it is a private company to a degree, But at the Mm -hmm. same time, a lot of them are receiving federal subsidies and they are in bed with the state a lot of the times. They are, you know, backing up the state in the information, the propaganda that they're putting out there. They're Mm -hmm. being, you know, the fourth branch of the government, as the media has been referred to many times. (laughs) And now it's not as much CNN and Fox news that are in that position. It's more so Facebook and Instagram, because that's where the majority of people get their information from. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's, I think it's not enough for libertarians and anarchists and, and, and the like to just kind of throw our hands up and say, yeah, fuck it. It's a, it's a private business. I mean, of course we're going to like, you know, like I said, we're going to probably end up moving to different platforms like mines and parlor and what have you. But at the same time, yeah, I think it's important. Or-
1: That's what my retort to that would be is it is it is okay to say it's a private business and that they can do what they want. Um, I don't really take issue with that aspect of it. Um, But to just throw our hands up and accept it, that I think is uh, is the problem Um, to just go, oh, well, that's just the way it is. No, the way that we win is to find better solutions. Uh, We're not going to you can't just dismantle the state or the social media game or anything like that and replace it with nothing, you have to, uh, the best way for us to move forward is to find alternative solutions that are better. Um, So I think that's what we're going to do at some point, uh, at least the people that care enough about it. Um, I don't think that's going to be a huge percentage of the population. Uh, I think plenty of them are going to stay right where they're at, and they will keep on taking it for quite a while as far as the censorship goes um because that it's not really impacting them all that much um but the rest of us will have to find other ways to communicate and network and i don't really have much of an issue with that um i think it's going to decentralize us in a huge way which i'm an advocate Mm -hmm. for anyway um while you know united in thought um and kind of united in compassion for each other we definitely stand but uh i think kind of distributed and uh separated is much uh, safer and more sustainable for the liberty community or however you want to phrase it to be able to survive through the the kind of dark times that we have coming.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, yeah, and again, you know, going back to being proponents of the free market, I think it's important that we set an example to the people that we preach to about the free market when we tell them, you know, this is how the free market works, that, mm-hmm. you know, if a company is doing something that you don't like, you boycott them, you spread the word, you put your money where your mouth is and you, you know, you vote with your dollar or what have you, you know, you mm-hmm. vote with your time and that mm-hmm. you're giving your money or your time to an organization that you can support that's not doing the things that you disagree with. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's why I think it's so important for people like ourselves in the liberty movement to, again, not just throw our hands up and say, fuck it, but we actually have to set an example and say, okay, if if big tech is going to do this, then we're going to move over to these other these other organizations and, you know, give them our time, give them our our attention. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that scares me, though, about that is is kind of ending up in like an echo chamber where the masses are still stuck on Facebook and Instagram where the reason that I'm on Instagram now. And the reason that I joined Facebook is really just to continue pushing this message out to people that maybe ordinarily wouldn't get that message. And so when we get pushed off of Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and, and and what have you, then we're kind of stuck off in the distance, you know, out of sight, out of mind of the masses. And so Mm -hmm. that's kind of one of the reasons that I want to at least cling to Facebook and Instagram as long as I can. And I'll probably join one of these other companies as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can, I can keep the uh, you know, the, the communication going with some of the people that I actually care to keep communication with, but I yeah. still want to keep trying to push those little seeds of Liberty out to people. I mean, you know, I, I try to play the, the hashtags and get people that wouldn't ordinarily see, you know, this type of information, but they'll click on a post cause it's in a hashtag that they follow. And then, you know, a seed gets planted and maybe it goes somewhere, maybe it doesn't. Mm -hmm. But again, you know, if we get all pushed off into the into the dark corner (laughs) where nobody (laughs) can see us, then, you know, it's, it, it kind of seems like uh, we're fighting a losing battle at that point.
1: Yeah. um, It's only a losing battle though. If you really care about converting everybody Um, uh, while Mm -hmm. I do want to see as many people and be able to enjoy Liberty as possible. uh, We can't, you can't give liberty to anybody. They have to take it for themselves. And it would really be uh, immoral really when you break it down to force liberty upon anyone who doesn't want it. Um, and unfortunately uh, you know, good times create weak men. And uh, we got a whole lot of people right now that they don't really want liberty when it comes down to it, because they are not prepared for the responsibility that comes with it. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm, I, I don't want to be, it's, it's not my place to decide for them to, uh, to try to live a way that they're not prepared for um or and are unwilling to even try and first a sad uh section of our uh our society um but so for that reason like i don't think i think liberty in our lifetimes is kind of an unachievable to, like goal for that kind of uh, that anarchist utopia and capstan however people kind of describe it we're never going to see that uh before we draw our last breath uh, i think that's kind of ridiculous to try to uh expect to achieve in our lifetimes and uh while that's a hard swill or hard pill to uh, swallow for a lot of people uh, i think it's one that we really need to uh, instead just focus on how you can achieve the best level of delivery for yourself and uh, for your community um, and then if you have children how to make it so that they might have more liberty than you, regardless of how much freedom your neighbor or uh, someone in a different part of the planet, uh, whatever the geographic separation might be. um, We just each as individuals have to secure that liberty and uh, security for ourselves.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I definitely see where you're coming from in that. um, And I agree. I think, you know, the thing is I don't necessarily know if I if I see it as as forcing somebody to accept liberty, um, as much as it is just kind of waking them up to to an understanding that they didn't previously have. Because if it wasn't like, for instance, for my uncle who woke me up to conspiracy theories and all of this that got me into this rabbit hole of of um conspiracy theories that led to libertarianism and anarchism and all of this, if it wasn't mm-hmm. for him, I would probably God, I hate to say it. I would probably be like voting for Biden right now or something. Like I was <laughs> kind of headed towards that kind of leftist liberal um college student kind of mentality. I I would imagine um, as terrifying as to say that. <laughs> um so you know, I I I still think it is important just to like spread the seeds um as much as possible. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, I do I do I do agree with you in that. Um are we gonna see liberty in our lifetime? Probably not.
1: Probably no. not and uh, And I agree with you Instagram and Facebook are a great way to to plant those seeds and to put ideas in front of people in a way that uh, they might not have seen it before um but I don't see it being that big of a loss if even if we do lose a huge section of being able to billboard to the general public like you said the hashtags and stuff like that to draw people mm-hmm. in um I don't think that that was ever going to be the big difference maker to be the, the great awakening in the world, uh, to the idea of Liberty. Was it planting some seeds here and there? Yes. Um, but what, what's really going to make the difference is going to be action, um, in the real world. And, uh, that really goes back to, uh, to living a good life and being a moral person in your everyday life and, uh, and having people see that in the real world. Um, cause as much as, uh, we all are invested in Instagram at this point. Um, it's really not it's not real life. Um, so no matter what right. somebody posts or what they read on Instagram, none of that really matters in making any of our lives better until they start to do action in the real world. And what impacts action in the real world more than anything is the actions that they see in the real world. Um, so mm-hmm. it really comes down to that consistency and uh, living by kind of the principles that we, that we enjoy in our memes on a regular basis.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's a good point that you bring up, you know, just the action, um, and showing people what it means to be free, which I I think it's great that, you know, you walk into a grocery store without a mask and um, (laughs) all of this. And I think more people need to do that. It's something that I'm like, struggling with myself because i'm like fuck man i, I come into this grocery store every day I, I i can't like have them kick me out and i'm like i don't have a means to like get eggs otherwise shit but, like, they,
1: but they won't kick just... you out though as long as you're not a dickhead about it they're not going to kick you out i promise mm-hmm. try it <laughs> walk in there with your shoulders back and a smile on <laughs> your face things will be all right and if somebody approaches you about it and they say uh, hey, we would ask that you put a mask on. You just say no, thank you. Uh, I mean, you can say medical exemption if uh you want to go that route, um, which right. is totally valid. Um, but most of the time, all you have to say is, is no, thank you, and they'll usually drop it at that point. People are after the path of least resistance, and once mm-hmm. the path of least resistance isn't uh to uh, ask you to put a mask on because you resist usually they move on. Um, and when you really dig into, I'm not, I don't know what the actual laws are where you are, but even here in New York where the, the mandates and everything like that are some of the strictest, it's not law, it's not enforceable. So like you can say, call the police. Like all they can do is say that you uh, can be held for trespass here at least. Um, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A, a private business has the right to say, put a mask on and they can call the police. I'm sure that'll get tried in court at some point, at least I hope so. Somebody will uh, stand up to it and say, um, no, you can't tell me that I can't come in here without a mask on. Um, But up until right now, it it really isn't enforceable and they can try to, um, but we'll see. Um, But I haven't really any resistance at all at the grocery store or a lot of other places that I go, even with nobody else doing it.
0: Yeah. That's, that's surprising, especially uh, being that you were in New York um, and kind of the stories that you were telling me last time, I'm surprised that you don't get um, harassed about it. I mean, I think it was the, it was the very last day before um, it got mandated here. And well, it, it got mandated and they said, okay, you have until like, you know, Friday and this date. And then on Saturday is when the mask mandate goes into effect. And I'm sitting there thinking like, okay, so between now and, and Saturday we can't catch it or how does that work? (laughs) But uh but anyways, as soon as as soon as um or it's it's the day before the the mandate goes into effect and I walked into a grocery store and I wasn't wearing a mask and I have all these people looking at me and I hear a (laughs) lady under her breath, she's like, Isn't it isn't it mandated now? And her employee's like, No, no, that's not until tomorrow. It doesn't count until tomorrow so so i don't know maybe it's just different uh different culture or what have you but yeah i'm definitely like like that that at the beginning
1: i definitely Mm -hmm. the amount of resistance i've faced has definitely diminished recently like i did get more people speaking up um in weeks previously it's kind of fallen away um i don't know whether at this point like so many people saw like the shaming going on that they just like assume that nobody would be so bold as to not wear one without like a valid medical reason that even their insane brain would accept with the non logic that they've got going on to have them put the masks on in the first place. Um, but I really don't get pushback back too often from it at all. Um, in the last week or two, um, the only places that they like I've seen them be crazy strict would be like the health food store. Uh, will like definitely kick you out. That's right near my house. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, or, like, like a Whole girlfriend, Foods
0: type of place. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, or like even the one near me is like a locally owned, like small place. Right. Um, and they like absolutely will look. They're like a no mask, no service. Um, so my girlfriend wears her mess mask when she goes into there. Um, as well as I do on <laughs> the infrequent times that I'm running in. Um, and then I actually went to Massachusetts to go to some art museums in the last couple of weeks. Um, and they were super strict about it too. Um, I actually mm-hmm. saw, uh, somebody on the entrance at the entrance, the, uh, museum I was at last week be turned away because they were asking what state we were coming from to visit. And they Jesus. were coming from Rhode Island, I think and that was mm. on like Massachusetts's naughty list um <laughs> <laughs> so they were refused at the door so congratulations this person came in like with a ticket went all the way up to the door the bottleneck where everybody has to pass through and then you turned them around like what did you accomplish like
0: right my
1: mind like
0: (laughs) now every person that walks through there basically has come in contact with them so what the fuck difference does it make
1: (laughs) just let them go in to look at their art (laughs) but uh yeah
0: there's there's no like logic on in a lot of this stuff it's really just ridiculous
1: yeah (laughs) exactly
0: Uh, so so a lot of people i know say that they think all of this is going to go away um with the election you know if trump gets back in or if biden gets in or whatever their reasoning is all of this mask stuff all of this COVID stuff is just going to kind of poof away what do you think like and just with the election in general what, what are your thoughts with all of this coming up you know um as people are listening to this right now again it's tuesday for them so they're probably like keeping yeah. an eye on the numbers to see who's gonna win you know what what are wow, your I mean. thoughts and predictions
1: uh well I don't think uh that we're going to get an answer to that um today for all of you listening. Um I don't think you're gonna have an answer tonight, uh, everybody listening. Uh it's not yeah. gonna happen. Uh even Instagram is warning you, at least they were on mine a couple of days ago. I I can't remember what the exact wording of the message was, but it was it was saying like, uh, so voting vote counts take some time, uh especially mm-hmm. with the mail in votes. So if it, if we, it might take a little while for everything to be counted. And, um, and that means that everything's normal and is working as it's supposed to be. And uh, (laughs) I don't, I mean, I'm not like an old guy, but I know that very few elections in my lifetime have not been decided by, you know, 10 or 11 o'clock at night, generally. um, Yeah. Coast. Um, So I don't know that that necessarily means everything is normal. Uh, Maybe they're like averaging it off of like back off of the early elections when it used to take two months for the mail to deliver what the vote counts were from the far ends of the country because we didn't have. Uh, instant counting, like we do now, basically. But uh, right. I expect it to be a shit show, personally. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't. I think both sides will probably claim victory. Um, both sides mm-hmm. will probably uh, viciously claim that the other side is false for claiming their victory, and it will be heavily contested for a good while. Is what my guess is going to be.
0: Do you think that? there will be some sort of mass event mass like civil unrest or anything if one or the other gets in because i've this is something i've been thinking about a lot with the this whole summer of protests with antifa and black lives matter and all of this and now you know something i was pointing out um again to my buddy today that we were talking about is a lot of people think, oh, well, if, if Joe Biden comes in, then, you know, all of the, the liberal protesters, they'll be happy. Things will go kind of back to normal. But what they fail to realize is that it's actually during the Obama administration that all of these right wing militias were really ramping up and, and what have you. So they're only going to get worse if Biden gets elected. I see them talking about, you know, the boogaloo and all this shit. So wh- what what do you think?
1: I, I don't think, I don't think that we're going to see crazy amounts of violence um, in the mm. next couple of weeks. Um, I think that we'll see a lot of talk. Um, I think a yeah. uh, ton of talk both on the the social medias and just people uh, in the media fanning the flames as they always do as uh, when scenarios like this happen. Um, but I don't think you're going to see too many people actually going to war. Um, I know a lot of people like literally are predicting you know civil war if x candidate wins civil war if this candidate mm-hmm. wins i really don't see that happening um i don't think that we're going to see if at least not at this point um like a civil war happening with some front lines here or there it's really just not going to come down to that um people are not prepared for that people don't want to engage in that um they're both sides of the, the status mentality have you know hug on this election that it's going to be their justification to be able to follow through with whatever they think is uh is should be done about COVID or whatever other issues are big in their mind. And uh they're gonna fight hard to try to make it so that, that can be uh a justified state violence to make those things so but the the population of america is <laughs> is not ready to go out in the streets and fight hand to hand or gun violence with each other that's just not going to happen unless uh unless things yeah. get much much worse um i think un- until the people are hungry they're not willing to engage in violence
0: mm. yeah well i mean with the way that uh grocery prices and things have been going up due to all this Oh, bullshit yeah. lockdowns from COVID and all that. I mean, that could be closer than than we'd like to think it is. Also, people going yeah. on that is.
1: I think it's but. closer than a lot of people realize, um, and it's something that I think people should be yeah. preparing for: is to to know where your food's going to be coming from for the foreseeable future, um, and uh, staying on top of your finances to be able to continue to provide that for yourself. Uh, because uh, we've mm. pretty much all living in this country have lived a pretty comfortable uh, life. So we have to remember that that's not the normal state of living in this universe, and uh, that can end at any moment, Uh, and it very well could pretty soon. And uh, at that point, you could definitely see widespread violence uh, and civil unrest on a grand scale, for sure, uh, once the food starts to run short.
0: Yeah, that's something that um, I, I appreciate you bringing up, is that this is not the natural state. Um, and, and that's one of the posts that I've made um, is, you know, poverty is the natural state of existence. Mm-hmm. And again, something that we touched on the last time that we spoke um, is that, you know, you you're born with nothing. And nothing is is just granted to you, but we happen to live in a time and in, especially in this country and other Western and and developed countries where we can just drive over to the supermarket and pick up some bacon and eggs and, you know, go home and make breakfast and everything's just, you know, la-di-da, so dandy and what have you, but nobody has this, um, this uh self-responsibility and 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 i can say you know i'm i'm one of those people i go to work and i you know i um i come home and i go grocery shopping and i do all these things just like everybody else does so i'm probably going to be just as fucked as the next guy you know if something were to go down but i'm definitely being more conscious about it now um seeing the signs everything that's going on you know i'm I I saw a post recently that I really liked is, you know, if you're not spending an extra, you know, 10 or 20 bucks, every time you go to the grocery store to stock up on, on beans and rice or what have you basically.
1: Yeah. Yeah, It's, it's a huge amount of money that's already been printed. It's a, inflation is a very real thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think a lot of people listening to this probably have studied economics in some way um, and probably, understand that inflation is real and will have a real effect on the population. And uh, if you start taking a look at the numbers yep. of how much money has been printed in the last year, got to show up eventually. And uh, it's going to mm-hmm. hurt those who are the most vulnerable first, um, which is the worst part of it. That uh, People have been running around feeling like they're saving the planet with uh, all the changes that we've made in the last year from preventing people from dying and they don't want the vulnerable people to die. But crashing out the economy has real consequences, especially when you're putting top a bunch of inflation on top of it. It's a, it's a dangerous game that we're playing. And uh, it's going to be the people who uh, everybody acts like they're being the most compassionate towards, you know, the people that were impoverished before all of this happens that are going to be hurt the worst. And uh, that's, that's the real sad part of it, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. And and you brought up, um, you know, the people that are the most vulnerable, Well, we're, you know, that's going to be the mass majority of people, especially in these um, first world countries, because like we've mentioned, we're so used to just getting up and going to the grocery store. So, you know, they, they want to save the most vulnerable by shutting down all of, all of the, you know, businesses and all of these things to keep people safe. When in reality, it's just going to backfire and and put everybody in a worse position,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: tell grandma to stay home go pick up her groceries and take them to her everything is going to be fine we don't need to collapse the whole fucking economy Mm -hmm. and and put millions of people out of jobs that you know the entire entertainment industry is struggling the, Not to mention the, that same
1: grandmother is probably retired and is on, you know, every, every retired person's favorite catchphrase, a fixed income, you know what I mean? Yeah. How does a fixed exactly. income fit in with crazy inflation? Not well, mm-hmm. <laughs> grandma <laughs> needs to eat still. And, uh, you know, you know whatever her stipend was, isn't going to go as far. You can already see it in the grocery store. Like you were mentioning the prices going yeah. up, uh, the, the grandmas that we were so concerned about so, Saving are now going to need, uh, you know, extra financial assistance from others when you know they wouldn't have otherwise, or are going to be at risk of uh, you know early death because of malnutrition, and that's a sad reality to face yeah. too. Yeah,
0: I think a result of this is we're going to see a lot of families um, staying closer together, where you know grandparents moving back in with their with their kids, and you know kind of three generation households and stuff like that. You know. Um, how it was in the past because, mm-hmm. you know, people didn't have the luxury of, of living alone and, and the kids moving out at 18 and what have you, they mm-hmm. had to stay in the house uh, with the family and, and keep providing for the family because everybody had to pitch in to be able to survive. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think that's something that we could see a, a lot more of. Um, if not yeah. even worse, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that might not even be the worst thing. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's if we look back through history. I think a lot of the most successful uh, societies that did live, that uh, lived in a, probably a more moral way than we do now, and probably were mm-hmm. happier on the average, were strong family units that you know lived together for their entire lives um, and worked together uh, with other family units. And if it pushes us back towards that, then great. Uh, not to ever say anything positive about all the dumb things that we've been put through in the last uh, couple right. to a year. Uh, but if, uh, it does push people into familial units, that's great. Uh, I just hope yeah. the suffering that we're, uh, put through, uh, while we're in those familial units is, uh, kept to a minimum and, uh, we can enjoy the familial bonds without, uh, the hunger pangs to go with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. That's, that's a good point. Um, you know, the, I, I think that, um, people were a lot happier, um, in the past, Uh, than they are now. Of course, suicide rates are ridiculous, of course, not just with COVID, but just in first world countries. I I think people Mm -hmm. were happier in general when they have more family, they're closer together, they're not as spread out with, you know, the social media and Mm -hmm. the jobs that are on the other side of town and everything that's keeping them so busy. I think when people were in these closer tight knit little communities that they had kind of more to live for, I guess, in a sense, you know, you kind of, you had to, you had to watch out for one another. You had to be there to to take care of one another. So you really had that responsibility that kept your mind from wandering mm-hmm. off in these dark places that, you know, do affect a lot of people.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think that all makes uh, a ton of sense. And, uh, I mean, and we live in such a, a safe world now compared to what a lot of those people that were happier too, that I think that we kind of, uh, invent these dangers for ourselves that end up being more dangerous than uh, even the dangers that did exist back then.
0: Yeah. The solutions are, are more dangerous than <laughs> the actual dangers a lot of the times. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think, um, I think one thing that's super important that I might even like do a whole podcast on at some point, but um, just this idea that something that kind of dawned on me recently, it's dawned on me previously, but it's, it's one of those thoughts that you get that kind of hits you back out of nowhere. And you're like, Oh shit. Like <laughs> I, I haven't thought about this in a long time. Um, anyways, it's just the thought that everything that is how it is right now, just so happens to be the way that it is. Any number of things could have happened in the past that got us to a different point, mm-hmm. you know, so somebody could have, invented the wheel, you know, 30 years later than they did and everything could be totally different. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people take for granted what is they take for granted again, you know, like going to the store and coming home to a nice air conditioned home and all mm-hmm. of these things, people, people don't understand that stuff just kind of worked out to be the way that okay. it is now, but there's so many possibilities for other other universes, other worlds that we could live in, other types of structures for society. And you know, obviously you and I were big proponents of the free market, but even the free market doesn't necessarily have to exist in the way that it does now. There's so many possibilities and and they're endless, but our minds don't really consider what could be or what could have been. We just focus on what is here and now and, uh, and take it for granted. Mm -hmm. So I think that's something that's a, that's a really important um, lesson. That's something that I've been kind of leaking in uh, to the conversation with my son is just kind of getting him to understand that, you know, yes, something is this way, but it's just because somebody made it that way at some point, you know, somebody said something and it caught on and this became an idea and this became a rule Mm -hmm. or or what have you.
1: Yeah, but it didn't have to be that way. And it doesn't have to stay that way. Uh, Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, important to look at it from both sides. That uh, you know, so many things could be, didn't have to be the way that they are now. Um, and that's not to say that there isn't a whole lot to be said for appreciating what things are too. You can't, you right. can't live in some pie in the sky either, where you're like, yeah. I've- I Sure, that's how it is, but it doesn't it doesn't have to be, so I'm pretending that it's the way that it, it's other. <laughs> we can't live like that, obviously, either, but uh, but it is definitely right. a good concept to keep in mind on both aspects, that, that things could yeah. have been completely different to be way worse or way better, um, and that we are here now to be able to, to have that influence, to be able to steer them towards what could mm-hmm. be better, uh, regardless of what it is now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey man, um we are getting up to about 45 minutes. I think this has been a good um a good show so far. Was there anything else that you you know wanted to bring to the table tonight before we cut it out?
1: Uh no, I think we kind of covered everything uh that was uh, on my mind that we kind of discussed beforehand as possible topics. I didn't have any groundbreaking thoughts earlier today or anything that I feel needs to be brought out to the people. Uh, I hope that everybody, like I said, is enjoying a nice, peaceful day on uh, election day and that uh, yes. things don't get too uh, hairy on the way out of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Happy election day, everyone. <laughs> Go out and vote. <laughs> oh, or, <laughs> or it's don't. probably too late now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, don't go out and vote (laughs) (laughs) well hey man I appreciate you coming back on and of course I will love to have you back on on a future date Um, definitely we got to get Jay back on the show again as well yeah I'm
1: sure he'll be happy to come on another time I don't know what he had going on tonight but uh, I'm sure we'll hear his voice on here again soon
0: hell yeah man 100% well hey man take care take it easy be safe all that good stuff and (laughs) Yeah. Have a good, have night, a good night. Take care. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to break the state podcast. If you want to support this show, you can do so by becoming a contributor for as little as 99 cents per month over at anchor.fm forward slash break the state forward slash support. That's FM forward slash break the state forward slash support. I want to say thank you again to Ryan for joining me on the show today. If you're not already, definitely give him a follow over on Instagram at underscore or underscore else underscore what. And while you're there, also be sure to follow my backup account just in case I am a victim of the next big zuckening. And that is at break underscore the underscore state. You can also find this show over on YouTube where episodes are uploaded the Friday after their original release dates. And you can now find me on Facebook, so be sure to like and follow there. And that's going to be it for me today, y'all. So until next time, remember, a man is no less a slave because he is allowed to choose a new master once in a term of years. Lysander Spooner. Peace.